0: In this episode of Scammer Stories,
1: it's not uncommon to have a victim come to our inbox and say, I sent $100,000 today.
0: There's one go-to couple in this awful world of scammer scumbags that are the humble heroes for victims worldwide. I'm April, and I found Will and Ann while searching for information to help me with my mom scammer. Anything you want to know about love scams, Will and Ann know. They dedicate their time answering questions on their Scamming Scammers Action Facebook page and YouTube channel. Will and Ann, they don't make a dime. They're just in it to help others. And it began with their own love story.
1: Actually, Ann, uh, my fiancee started the page in 2013. She was a victim of a romance scam. And she just learned about, you know, these types of scams. And before, she had never heard of it. And so she started scamming scammers to help educate people. And then about a year later, I came across the page and I had been doing some admin work um, in previous times on Talk City and different things like that, dealing with Nigerian scammers. So we kind of came together and decided to team up and work together on this page to help educate people.
0: And how many messages did you get back then compared to now?
1: You know, back then we'd get probably maybe 20, 25 messages a day. And now, on a weekend, we can get anywhere from 300 to 500 messages
0: per day. Yeah. This isn't your full-time job, right? Don't you both have other things going on?
1: Oh, yeah. We we don't make any money off of um, this page. Everything we do is for free. Um, I work full-time in the securities industry. I work probably about 75 hours a week. And Anne's actually got a background in uh, financial. She works in the banking industry. So we just do this on our own time just to help
0: people. And what I've noticed is not all of the Facebook scamming victims' pages are real. I think yours is the only one that I really trust. They're everywhere. They're like hyenas.
1: We appreciate that. I mean, we pride ourselves on being very transparent. I do live Q&A videos and things like that, so people know that we're legit. We never charge people money. Uh, But there are hundreds of anti-scam pages, and some are run by scammers.
0: Describe to me how some of the scams work. Well,
1: there's uh, so many different kinds. Basically, the ones that we tend to focus on the most are romance scams, and that's where a person steals um, mainly the ones that that you're using are military photos, and they'll create a profile, whether it be on a dating site or on Instagram or Facebook, and they'll try to find men and women to talk to and romance them, make them fall in love with the photos, fall in love with the storyline. Normally they say, you know, they're a widow with one child, looking for a mother, looking for a wife. Uh, These scammers basically romance the victim, and then they'll go in and ask for money. They'll make up an excuse and say that they're trapped somewhere, they need to pay for their leave, and they're in the military, and that's where the money and the iTunes cards and things exchange hands. Basically, romance scams, that's what it is. There's so many other different kinds, though. I mean, on social media, we've got lottery Facebook scams. We've got scams now where they're claiming to be employers, and they'll try to get people from the Philippines and places like that to come over and work, and they'll say there's a fee for the processing, etc. So, I mean, the three main ones you're going to have are the romance scams, the lottery scams, and the the work scams.
0: Okay, so describe to me, I don't understand the iTunes cards. Why iTunes cards?
1: Basically, iTunes cards are as good as cash to a scammer. Um, A lot of the Nigerians want the iTunes cards because, for one, they don't have to go pick it up at a Western Union. They can get these cards from people, they can get the numbers, and they use them to top up their Apple iPhones. And when they top up their phones, they can keep using WhatsApp, Google Hangouts. It gives them time on their phones. It gives them time to download things. And also, there's a ton of groups on Facebook run by scammers, and they trade these iTunes cards for cash for other goods in Nigeria. It's it's basically as good as currency to a scammer, and that's why they're asking for them so often.
0: Now, a lot of the scamming victims I've spoken with, the scammer is foreign. Is that mostly the case, or are there some here in the U.S. as well that you've seen?
1: And I hate to say it because I mean, like I said, there's scammers everywhere, but Nigeria, Ghana is your your basic hub for a lot of the romance scams or the fake military scammers. But we've caught people in the United States scamming with fake profiles. Uh, there's just as many in Thailand and Malaysia as well, but definitely West Africa is the hub for those types of scams.
0: And do they target the U.S. mainly? No, they actually, you know, different scammers
1: target different parts of the world. Uh, We found they do target the U.S., but they'll target Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines. Uh, A lot of scammers will target Eastern European um, men and women because they use photos that they're not familiar with. And so a lot of those victims will come out of places like Poland, Germany, Bulgaria. I mean, it's really, it's a worldwide epidemic.
0: And one thing that I ran into with my mother's story is they put money in her bank account to gain trust. Is that something they do often?
1: It's not uncommon. A lot of people will say, oh, I'll never be scammed because I'm poor. And that couldn't be further from the truth. A lot of scammers will say, oh, sweetheart, I'll, I'll send you $5,000 and I'll put it in your bank account and you keep a thousand and then you send the rest to me. And oftentimes that money is either going to come from another victim who's being told a different story and saying, oh, you need to send this money to an agent, and the agent will actually be victim B, or the money will come through wire fraud. A lot of these scammers are very good at wire fraud. They can hack into banking systems, and they just transfer the money all over the world. And it's very, very common.
0: Have any of the scamming victims that you've spoken to been prosecuted?
1: Um, Yes. We had um, one lady in particular hmm, about three months ago. She actually ended up doing... uh, a little over a year in jail, and she's on, I think, four years of probation and a convicted felon. She met a military man online, and he said, oh, I'm going to send you some money, and can you collect the money? I'll put it in your bank account, and then you send it forward. Well, she was doing this very innocently. She didn't realize she was being made into a money mule, and the state that she lived in, I believe it was Michigan, went ahead and prosecuted her for felony fraud, for banking fraud. A lot of them do it innocently. They don't think, They don't know that they're actually a part of a scam. They think they're in love with this man or woman, and they're getting money from this person. Uh, this lady in particular, the bank caught on because she was doing so many transactions, and the money was coming in from different people from all over the world, and then she was taking some of that money out, wiring it to a bank account in Nigeria, uh, sending it to other people, different bank accounts all over the world, and they caught on to that suspicious activity, but, uh, I mean, we've come across victims that have volunteered to go ahead and be a money mill for a scammer. And there are tons of people online who will actually put their information out there and volunteer to do it. But at the end of the day, you're putting yourself at risk because the bank and the authorities are not going to go after the scammer in Nigeria. They're going to go after you.
0: And once you're a scamming victim, there's something that happens to your name and your information that the scammers do. Talk about that.
1: Absolutely. Um, once especially if you're a victim who has sent money or iTunes cards, you become what's known as a hot client. And every victim to a scammer is known as a client. So they'll take your profile information. They'll take your friends' information. If you've sent money, they'll go ahead and let other scammers know. They'll post in groups and say, this is a hot client. He or she will go ahead and send money if you're a military profile or if you're a 50-year-old businessman. And they'll just spread your information like wildfire. And before you know it, you'll have 100 friend requests a day from different scammers using fake profiles trying to get money off of you.
0: Here's how Will says to spot a fake profile. Are their friends only foreign? Do they have just a few friends? Military members usually have a ton of friends. Look at funny looking URLs. Google image search the photo. One of the things I thought was interesting that I learned from one of your YouTube videos is to gain victims' trust, the scammer will actually send food.
1: Yes. Um, That's a very popular thing for a scammer to do. They'll say, oh, you know, have you eaten, dear? I'll go ahead and send you a pizza. And oftentimes they'll purchase that food with a stolen credit card and have it sent to your house. And it's a way for scammers to kind of gain your trust because you'll think, well, if he was fake, he wouldn't be able to order me a pizza. And the reality is they're just using someone's stolen credit card.
0: Okay, so what do we need to do to our Facebook profiles to make sure our pictures aren't stolen?
1: You need to lock down your profile. And sadly, this is what happens with a lot of our military guys is they leave their profile photos open and scammers take them. So you need to go through your settings, make all your albums and photos set to friends only. Don't make them public. And you should only have, you know, your wallpaper is always going to be public, but as far as your... Albums, you know, photos of your kids, things like that. Always keep that private. Always keep it friends only. Keep your friends list private. Keep it set as only me. And also your profile photo. You know, we tell people so often, don't use your real photo as your profile photo because scammers will look for, you know, a a nice looking lady or a middle-aged woman and they'll look for the profile photo and then they'll message that person. So the best thing you can do is use a photo of your dog or your cat or an inanimate object That kind of detours scammers from bothering
0: So here's the big question. Once you've figured out that you've become a scamming victim, what can you do? Well,
1: it depends on the situation. I mean, if you have sent money, the best thing you can do is file a report if you're in the United States with IC3.gov or with Interpol or your local law enforcement if you're in another country. Um, The next thing you need to do is you need to block the scammer, block them from however he's talking to you. If he's talking to you on WhatsApp or Facebook or any kind of social media, block him, block his phone number, block his email address. Don't confront the scammer because you don't know what kind of element of scammer you're dealing with. Some of them can be very aggressive and brutal. Others will just go away. But the best thing you can do is block. And then once you've done all that, you know, it's going to take time to heal. It's an emotional process. But also make sure your social media is locked down. Make sure you don't have your photos public. You know, make sure that you delete any apps that you were using to talk to the scammer. So you want, to, you want to block them out and you want to prevent any new scammers from trying to get to you as well.
0: And I know you've asked people on your page what would they like to see done about this. I think the consensus is get the social media companies to do something.
1: You know, it's tough because we've had <laughs> Facebook has deleted our page three times. And our first Scamming Scammers, the original page, had almost 50,000 followers. And they closed this down because they said us posting information about scammers and how to stay safe was considered bullying the scammer. And so when it comes to Facebook, my personal opinion is they're very corrupt, and they allow scammers to have groups and pages on their platform where they're trading stolen credit card numbers all day long, and they won't shut those groups down. But yet, at the same time, they'll shut anti-scam pages down for harassing scammers. And I think a lot of the fault lies with social media. It, it lies with these companies like Facebook, which you know also owns Instagram and WhatsApp. They allow scammers to work on their platform, and they make it easy for them to create these fake profiles. They should be held accountable for what they're doing. I think there should be more security on social media, and I think that there should be more education you know, it allow groups like us, our page, and other community pages to remain online and educate people. But instead, they're kind of in favor of the scammers. The same goes for dating sites. They know these photos are stolen. They know they're the same stolen photos every time on these fake profiles, yet they still allow these profiles to remain active. And so until social media steps in and says, hey, we have a problem, it's not going to change.
0: I don't know. I'd like to see the Facebook people be called back to Capitol Hill and answer questions on this specific topic.
1: Oh, yeah, I I agree, and I would as well because, you know, with us, we tried to fight our pages being closed down. And when we tried to uh, contact Facebook, they actually took the help button off of our pages so we couldn't contact them. And they would not allow us to even speak up and ask them why we were removed from Facebook. They need to be held accountable. They need to talk about romance scamming and it's kind of a taboo subject. You know, the government doesn't really step in and do anything about it. And it's kind of a a subject that a lot of people don't talk about because they're ashamed of it. And if we bring it out into the light and we, you know, have petitions and we fight the government and tell them, "Look, we need to do something about these social media pages, something about these scammers." Then hopefully it can kind of turn the tables and we won't have this epidemic because it definitely is an epidemic, but the government and Facebook doesn't see it that way.
0: And how have you been treated then on your YouTube channel? Has that that been different? Um, YouTube's been fine. They've left us alone. Um,
1: I know there's a couple of anti-scam YouTube channels that have been shut down. So far, they've left us alone. But we know that doing what we do, we could be removed at any time. So it's kind of a labor of love. You put all this work into these videos, knowing that the next day they could all be gone. But so far, YouTube has been pretty good for us.
0: Now, one thing that I asked you on one of your Facebook Live videos that was so interesting to me is when I confronted my mother about her dating a scammer, she said, well, we Skype. And I asked you, how is that possible? And describe to me how that works.
1: Uh, It's very simple. What they do is they steal videos. I mean, the, the scammers will steal photos, but they'll also steal videos of the same man. And they'll play that video like a recording to victims. And oftentimes, victims will say, oh, well, I saw him on Skype, but we could only talk for a few seconds, and his microphone wasn't working. And so what they're doing is they're just playing a movie to you. So you're watching it thinking you're watching this man on webcam, but in reality, you're just watching a video just like you'd watch a YouTube video. So we always tell victims, if you Skype with somebody, tell them to write your name on paper while you watch and then hold it up to the camera because a real person will do that for you. But a scammer will say the camera broke, and they'll shut off the video feed. But that's how they trick a lot of victims. And sometimes they'll play the video, a stolen video, and then they'll just talk over the man's lips moving. So you'll hear, you know, this Nigerian-sounding guy talking over this video of a, you know, soldier. So it, it, there's a few tricks you can do. And, and always, if someone wants to really get to know you, they'll write your name on paper while they're on camera. They won't have a problem with doing that.
0: A lot of the victims have said that, their scammer wanted to keep them sleep-deprived, so they'd talk to him at all hours of the night, and they suspected that they were talking to multiple scammers.
1: Oh, yeah. Scammers work in shifts. Um, a really good scammer will have two or three scammers in his group, and they'll talk to a victim and keep them up 24 hours a day. And a lot of our scammers and a lot of the scam chats I get, you know, anywhere from midnight until 6 o'clock in the morning, these scammers are online talking to victims because it's daytime, in West Africa, but they'll have two or three scammers on one fake profile. And you'll maybe talk to one scammer in the morning who's well-educated, well-versed in the English language. And then maybe in the afternoon you'll talk to the same profile, but it's a different scammer who's less educated. So they do keep victims sleep deprived. They keep them in a bunch of drama. They let them think that, you know, their loved one is hurt. There's something wrong. They don't give you time to stop and analyze the story. But they do definitely sleep-deprive a lot of victims. And we've had so many victims tell us, you know what, I wouldn't have sent that money if I wouldn't have been sleep-deprived and been up for 24 hours. And they know that, and that's, that's what they do.
0: Now, one of the things I want to learn more about, something you've said before, is you've been able to kind of mess with the scammers back. Tell us some of those stories.
1: Well, we, we, don't, um, we never scam the scammer. We never take any money from them or, or do anything like that. But um, I will talk to them as an old lady. I have several profiles online where I will voice chat with them as an old woman. And I kind of play with them and just make them think that I'm in love with them and that, oh, yes, I'm going to go send you money. And I've sent scammers down to Western Union six or seven times in a day, and there's no money. And I'd rather them talk to me and waste time with me than actually talk to someone who might send them money. And so we'll voice chat with them and record the videos and then upload them. And that gives victims or potential victims a chance to kind of listen to the accent, listen to the storyline. And we've had so many victims tell us, you know, because of your videos, I recognize the accent. I knew I was talking to a Nigerian scammer. So we kind of play with them a little bit. We don't recommend people doing that because some scammers are nasty. We've had scammers come after us for kind of playing with them. But like I said, I'd rather – they waste their time with me than with a potential victim.
0: One thing that concerns me is I've heard that some of these elderly women will go to the bank and they'll be muling the money or whatever, and there will be someone watching them from the bank to their home or home to the bank to make sure that they don't take off with the money.
1: Um, It can happen. I mean, so often people think, oh, the scammers in Ghana or Nigeria, but there are scammers who are in West Africa, but also have Connections in the states, and we've had victims who've told us that they've um, had to stay on the phone with the scammer while they went to the bank. We've had victims tell us that they've gone to the bank, and the scammer has said, "You know, there's a man in a blue t-shirt that he's making sure that you get that money out." And sure enough, there'll be somebody there watching. A good scammer, a really good criminal network, will have different people in the states or in Europe watching to make sure you do get that money and. Those are the more top-level scammers. They're not going to play around with you. They're going to make sure they get the money. And often those type of scammers are looking at ten, twenty, dollars $100,000 marks. They're not looking at, you know, a $50 iTunes card. But, yes, they do send people, and they have sent people to victims' houses before as well.
0: And what do they use the money for?
1: All sorts of things. I mean, you have to figure that, you know, if, if a scammer in Lagos gets $2,000 from a victim, an 18-year-old kid who's a scammer, $2,000 to him is like $10,000 to us. So they'll buy shoes. They buy cars. The Toyota Camry is a number one car bought by scammers. It's their favorite car to buy. Uh, they buy clothing. They buy brand-name top-shelf alcohol. They buy drugs. They buy houses. We've seen scammers buy million-dollar houses with their money. Some buy food with it. Some buy high-end electronics.
0: Anything you can think
1: of. I mean, you got a kid eighteen years old making more money in a month than I'll make all your working.
0: And I thought it was interesting. It was last week or the week before new numbers on how much money the scammers from overseas are taking from Americans and they said it was, oh, I don't know, over a hundred million. I've seen over a hundred million and I've seen over two hundred million. But how would you come up with a number when people aren't coming forward, they're ashamed? That number is probably double, quadruple even what they've come up with. Oh, yeah.
1: I think it's, it's it's a lot more than that. And I think if every single person reported being a scam victim, you'd see $500 million easily. Because at any given day in our inbox, we'll probably have a quarter of a million dollars worth of money that victims have sent. I mean, it's not uncommon to have a victim come to our inbox and say, I sent $100,000 today. So I, I think if they really had the numbers accurately done, it, it would be... You're right, quadruple, if not more. Because I think people, like I said, are ashamed. They don't want to admit, I sent money to a man I've never met. So they don't report it. And we've had many victims who have refused to report it, and they've sent upwards of half a million dollars.
0: Have you ever talked to a victim that's been able to get their money back?
1: Um, I've had a few victims that uh, have done bank transfers, and they came to us right away and they said, look, I think I'm scammed. And we've told them, talk to your bank right away. If that money hasn't gone through, you can try and stop it. We've had victims that have sent Western unions. Um, we had a lady a couple weeks ago sent over $2,000 via Western Union, and the scammer hadn't picked up the money yet, so she called Western Union and she got the money back. But that's very rare. Usually once money is sent, those scammers are right there. They're picking that money up the second that it hits the bank or the second that it hits the Western Union. So a lot of victims you know, will come to us and say, oh, how can I get my money back? And we tell them, you you can't. Once it's sent, it's pretty much gone forever. But, yeah, we've we've had a few that have been able to stop the
0: transfers,
1: and and they were very lucky.
0: And what about putting them in jail? How often do you hear about that?
1: You know, it's very rare. Um, The EFCC in Nigeria will post, you'll see a story once in a while that'll say, you know, 12 Yahoo boys arrested. They're going after the big fish. They're going after the scammers that, you know, have stolen a million dollars in wire bank fraud money. But as far as, you know, the 20-year-old kid who took $5,000 from grandma, they're not going to go after him. And a lot of times we've even caught Nigerian and Ghanaian police officers scamming. They do it. They know they can make the money, and it's rare that they get caught. There's even been Ghanaian politicians who have said, we're not going to arrest these guys because these are the youth. They're making money. We'd rather have them make money online.
0: Many scammers believe we're rich in the U.S. and we owe it to them. They feel entitled to our money. What does it look like then? Are there a bunch of people sitting around in an office in front of computers? Or I'm just trying to get a picture yeah. of it.
1: It depends. Um, a lot of these scammers, like in Nigeria, they'll go into an Internet cafe. And the Internet, same in Ghana. They've got Ghana's got one of the best Internets in West Africa. Um, they'll often go into these little seedy, dirty cafes, and there'll be 30 or 40 of them sitting around on computers, and they're all talking as, you know, their fake profiles. Um, some scammers work in groups, so you'll have five or six of them in a hotel room or a dirty one-bedroom little shack, and they've all got Wi-Fi. I'd, I'd probably say 90% of the scammers that we've caught and, and posted are between the ages of maybe 15 and 25. I mean, we've even caught scammers that are eight, nine, ten years old scamming. It's very rare to find a scammer that's over 30 years old. It, it's a it's a thing that the youth do, and and they make good money doing it.
0: And then they just what, make enough money to eventually retire at an early age. <laughs> well, yeah, they can. I mean, we we've seen
1: scammers that are 18, 19, 20 years old who have a million dollars in the bank and are driving a you know a brand new Ferrari. So,
0: what do you see happening?
1: I don't see it getting any better. I see scammers are going to keep doing it. And as technology gets better, the scammers are going to get better. They're doing better photoshops, They're doing you know better video editing. Uh, everyone's doing online banking now and Bitcoins. And, you know, we, we use our phones for everything. So we pay for our bills with our phones. And uh, the scammers know this. And so I think as technology advances, the scammers are going to advance. You know, this started in the early 90s. With just the email scam, like I'm a Nigerian prince, I have money, you know, uh, would you like to help me get my money? To now we have scammers using virtual reality video chats and things like that to scam victims out of money. I think it's just going to get worse unless people get educated.
0: Look for Scamming Scammers Action on YouTube and Facebook. If you really want to learn how to avoid love scams and protect your loved ones, this is where you need to start. I've got some incredible interviews lined up for the next episode, including a mother whose son was killed on his way to meet a scammer. This was three years ago, and she's still searching for justice. So until next time, my scammer warriors.